2: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode number 32. That's right, another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. Justin Morissette with you once again for episode 32, an episode that will be uh, signed to shore up the center depth, uh, but then somehow proved to be just impossibly plodding and slow. Like, unbelievably slow. Just ridiculously so. Uh, but hopefully you'll enjoy it all the same. Uh with me, as always, of course, is
3: Stefan Heck. Uh, John Cullen uh, died.
2: <laughs> Between this week and last week's I mean, episode. So this is
3: I guess this is like in his memory. Yeah,
2: just a terrible, tragic uh accident. He he uh
3: He drove his snowmobile off a bridge <laughs>
2: Uh, It happens to the best of us. Uh,
3: I do just want to say, you were referencing Mark Schwenard, obviously. Yes, I was. One of the worst players in Canucks history. Uh, This is like a real murderer's row, this number here. In terms
2: of who I could have chosen. Yeah,
3: I mean, actually, Brad May was pretty decent. Um, But we've got Tyler Bauk, who I I actually remember.
2: Yeah, he was a a depth guy who hung around for a while.
3: Yeah, uh, Lawrence Nicolat.
2: Uh, number seven defenseman, I believe he came to us from the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators. Yeah, uh,
3: Joel Perot. or did we trade him to Ottawa for uh, like M- Mullen
2: or or like Ryan Shannon? Oh God, there, were they involved? In a why swap? do I
3: like? Why do I have space in my brain dedicated to these players? <laughs> Joel Perot, Dale Weiss, Richard Bachman, uh, not the, the Stephen King uh, pseudonym, but the goalie, uh, Corey Schwab, Archer's Urbe. Murray Craven and uh, Craig Cox, and actually this this player I've never heard of, but his name also means Cox. Uh, Neil Bellend. <laughs> Uh and I actually just also realized, um, and John is actually dead by the way. Um, we're kind of running out of, of player names to match with numbers because the Canucks don't really have too many uh, players in the history with like higher numbers. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the uh, at the website here. And once you get up into the 50s, it's just like single players per number, and it skips a bunch of numbers, too. Like, there's no 69.
2: Well, maybe we'll just skip all those episodes, also.
3: Yeah, we could do or that. Or
2: we could just look around the league.
3: Or sports. Yeah. There's, like, other sports out there.
2: True. Yeah. 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 Vancouver has other teams and other sports, also. Yeah.
3: What What happens once we get to, like, 100?
2: Uh, Then Can maybe we reset? just circle
3: back. Just go to, like, one, two. I mean, that seems kind
2: of... Yeah, it seems cheating. Like cop-out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll look at people's all-time career totals, or at we that can, point. Yeah, uh,
3: that's good actually. Or we could add two players' numbers together.
2: <laughs> yeah. Sure.
3: Yeah. There's there's many ways. There's two ways to go about this. <laughs> yeah, I, guess,
2: so. I mean, we could just stop doing it all together. Also. Yes. Yeah. Do you mean, the, sh- do you mean the show or? Well, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. That's what I was talking about. Um, and Stefan, you of course were not here for our big celebrity. Uh, spectacular no, I last week. that.
3: unfortunately i was at the toilet store
2: <laughs> and so, working and, hard and i think that people listening to that may have thought that like it was a joke when we said you were going to try and call in because we just played the toilet flushing sound effect yeah no
3: but i was actually tr- there were some technical difficulties yeah. at the toilet factory <laughs> 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 uh but the i lines, was trying to call the, in it just didn't work out the
2: lines were clogged at the time oh my god <laughs> <laughs> But uh, glad to have you back here today. And we're flying uh, without a, a co pilot here. Yeah. Uh, usually we bring in the guest host. And just because of hectic schedules this weekend and boring, as, the hectic, week, uh,
3: yeah, boring as hectic. Yeah, boring as hectic. Twitter
2: schedules. Uh, here's the thing it didn't work out for us to do that. But uh, we do have some some guests we're going to call in a little bit later. Oh, yeah. And there's are good ones, too. Including the ghost of John Cullen. He's going to uh, speak to us from beyond the grave. Yeah,
3: we're holding a séance.
2: Uh, he's uh, at curling provincials, and we'll be checking in on his team's progress there.
3: I believe he's in the quarterfinals yes, today. Quarterfinals yeah, quarterfinals
2: today. And if he makes it through, then the games will be uh, televised on Sunday. So. Well,
3: I probably won't watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I might. I will see. I mean, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, right? So. Do you have any big plans for Valentine's?
2: Uh I'll be working, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to do this. Is that your gift to carry? <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna do like a special night, like a you know, fancy date night yeah. after the fact. When okay. when yeah, I'm that's... not working and when she's not working and our schedules sync up a little bit better. So uh, you know, I don't need hallmark to tell me when to be nice to my girlfriend i try to be nice to her all the time see i do need hallmark for
3: that, so <laughs> thank you hallmark uh i'm making a nice dinner tomorrow and uh bought some uh local chocolates and uh, let me tell you everyone had the same idea as me because i went to this uh, chocolate place called beta five uh it's really good yeah um but like it Every boyfriend in Vancouver was in there, basically. And it's in this little, like, garage, essentially. And it was, like, 50 degrees inside. Everyone's wearing their winter coats. It's, like, right after work. It was, like, the worst time ever. So they're good chocolates, though. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to make a very lovely dinner as well. And
2: this will probably come out after the fact. So we're not... Well, no, that's what I'm thinking. You know. I mean, it'll come out on Sunday morning. So hopefully John's on TV today. Yeah. You'll find out. Or whenever you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. For, like, various reasons. Could be Thursday. Driving
3: a snowmobile off a bridge. (laughs) That's TV worthy, I think. There's a lot of sports stuff, though, to talk about.
2: There sure is! Before we get to that, there are some ways that you can help the program if you are so inclined to do that, Stefan. Uh, people can help us out. You just mail us like coins. <laughs> you, that's one way to do it. Yep. Another way to do it that we haven't stressed lately, but it's probably just as good, is just, you know, telling people that this is a show that exists and that you enjoy, and yeah. maybe they'll like it too. Word of mouth. That's uh, a good way to, yeah. to help the show. Words coming out of your mouth you, about the show. You can also donate to the show. Head on over to www.patreon.com slash real good show. And of course, we strongly encourage our american listeners especially to do that if you are so inclined because the canadian dollar is uh is down it's 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 with stefan at the toilet factory right now yeah, it's down in the dumps. jammed up. <laughs> so please whatever you can donate to this show uh to keep things flowing smoothly and uh you know paying paying our bills at the end of the day basically was the
3: flowing smoothly thing a toilet pun too, i think or? so yeah. yeah it was like an accidental one <laughs> that was good
2: so, yeah, whatever you can do, we, we very much appreciate we the do. support that we receive from our listeners we do. every month. Uh,
3: and I do just want to say we have a new sponsor this week. Uh, it's the Dreaming Tree, which is the official wine of the Dave Matthews Band. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to read. They, they sent me something to read on the air. So, okay. uh, when Dave Matthews and Sean McKenzie first met, they realized they had a few things in common, like a passion for making wine, at least as strong as their passion for drinking it. They set out into wine country looking for a way to make quality wines accessible to everyone. Along the way, they found inspiration in the down to earth characters and unforgettable flavors that give the region its rare kind of charm. This is something I feel good about inviting someone over to share with me. It's something to be proud of. Dave Matthews' thoughts on Dreaming Tree Wine. Uh, Please enjoy Dreaming Tree Wine Responsibly. Brought to you by Dave Matthews and Real Good Show.
2: He makes wine in the morning. I can just cut that out.
3: Well, no, they. That's like part of our contract. That's the jingle.
2: the <laughs> jingle. So, Dave, hope you like that, buddy. Uh, and waiting on that check but uh, in the meantime there's other ways that people can help the show Yes, and that is by uh, going to the iTunes store of course and leaving us a review rating and reviewing and subscribing to the show on iTunes that helps also Uh, and we always like to uh, encourage this by taking a look at what we get in our iTunes store in a weekly segment that we call Review Review
4: two very enthusiastic thumbs up
1: Five
2: stars. Disappointed. This is awesome. Worst episode ever. This week's review comes to us from Slashem. It's titled "Title." Great title. <laughs> and the content of it reads: Is this good enough? Five stars. And Slashem. It is good enough. It's real good enough. Five
3: stars to your review. (laughs) Yes.
2: Big thumbs up heading your way, buddy. Well,
3: four and a half stars because I think it would have been better if it was title, title, and then content. 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 Yes.
2: Yes. Well, I'm sure somebody else will go and do that now. Yeah.
3: Do that now and you'll get a five-star review from me. And and maybe that will be
2: the review, review of another week's episode. It almost certainly will. (laughs) So we look forward to that. In the future, there is a lot of sports to talk about this week, Stefan.
3: There is indeed. And we should probably Um, get into that. We could.
2: Now, of course, last Sunday was the big game, but we just talked about it a little bit there. This Sunday is also a big event. Valentine's Day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, The big game, just
3: to clarify, Super Bowl.
2: Yes. El Game-O-Big-O. Yeah, we're not not afraid of taking on that copyright. We'll call it the Super Bowl all day, baby. Uh, But, but, uh, you know... Valentine's Day could be qualified, perhaps, as a big game also. And here to talk to us about that big game is Twitter's own fart, John Hendren.
0: Hello.
1: Hey,
2: John. What's up?
0: Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Oh, it's going pretty good.
2: Thanks for being on the show again.
0: Uh, Well, thanks for for calling me. uh, I'm in a little bit of a hurry. I'm doing some last-minute Valentine's prep here. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, And what would that entail?
0: So I'm at Target. I'm actually walking around Target right now. All the cards are gone. Um but I've I've found what I need to create my own card. And I, I think it's gonna be a hit. I think it's gonna uh you know, do really well for me. Big night, you know? What kind of materials are you gonna use? Are we talking
3: like construction paper or
0: So uh on the inside I've written uh You've Captured My Heart, Happy Valentine's Day, and on the outside I uh I found in the uh, other section of the store a portrait of Dog the Bounty Hunter, <laughs> and I'm gonna put that on the front.
3: Oh, so it's it's like it's kind of like a pun, sort of. I what? Don't, I don't know if it's a pun. It's like a play on words, like. No, he, she just
0: like loves Dog the Bounty. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like we gotta be careful with that because uh, I don't know if you guys heard the news. Probably like two years ago, but he's a an incredible racist really oh yeah what was the controversy oh it was the uh all well, the the words you can't say of course yeah oh wasn't that yeah. his,
3: about his daughter or something or his uh, son no, his son was hulk hogan yeah
0: yeah he was saying it he's probably saying it like to hulk hogan <laughs> they're all in the same group paula dean was there also yeah they had a mixer <laughs> <laughs> a racist
3: mixer yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a race con <laughs> um. All right, I better go check out, guys.
2: <laughs> well, All right. thanks well, for calling in, John, and ha- happy Valentine's Day. I hope, I hope the cucking goes well for you on the big <laughs> Thank day. Thanks, guys. See ya. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Bye. Well, Stefan, there still is so much sports to talk about. There is. And, and we like to think that we find the sports stories uh, that might slip through the cracks from time to time.
3: I, I would agree with that.
2: We focus predominantly on sports, though. This is ostensibly a sports podcast.
3: Ostensibly a comedy podcast.
2: Every so often, however, a news story will slip through the cracks also. And when that happens... We are joined on the line by Twitter own at Bronzehammer. That's right, Jesse Ferrar, sports writer extraordinaire, is back once again to tell us uh, his topical joke of the week. Jesse, hello.
4: Hey, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks a lot for having me on the show again. It was such a blast last time. I got a lot of great feedback. I think we got a lot of... Uh, burgeoning dinosaur fans out there, so yeah. I, I I hope we can do the same this week. I know people are really going to love what we got planned.
3: Yeah, Jesse, I think the feedback may have been from your shitty microphone.
4: Ah, yes. Okay, so I'm going to get a new mic, um, and we'll take care of that stuff. And thanks so much for the tip. Oh, no, no. Uh, but uh, but a lot of people did. They they wrote. Uh, they emailed. They you know they sent me letters. Hey, we're so glad this is our only news source now that the Daily Show. Uh, there's a black guy on the Daily Show. I don't know if you guys know that. But the, so a lot of people are not watching, and I, I don't know what it is. But, anyways, they, they said this was a great source for their news. So I'm really proud of that. Uh, and I hope we can keep it going. I like keeping people informed out there. You know, it's an oh, election yeah. year down here in the U.S. So, yeah. well, we're happy to have you on here. Keeping
2: so. us informed, too. I didn't know the story that you told last time. So, uh, yeah, well, I can't wait to see what you have for old. us this time. Yeah, a lot of stuff's
4: been going on in the last, um, in the last little bit. So, uh, but I, I actually can't. Uh, stick around. Uh, so I'm sorry to say, uh, I've got some stuff I got to do today. Um, okay. It is the weekend uh, down here in the U.S., uh, so I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to get off of here just for a second. Uh, I got to go down to the aid store. Uh, I got to get some aids for myself and uh, also possibly my wife, uh, my kids as well. Uh, but I've got a good buddy here. Uh, it's actually my cousin, uh, and his name is Tony. Okay. And uh, Tony is uh, Tony's going to take over my spot. It's going to be the same. It's, it, you know, he's just reading it off the paper. I printed it out for him. I highlighted the bigger words. So Tony's going to be able to take care of it for you guys. And just um, just so you know, he is sort of trying to get... He's trying to get his uh, YouTube channel going. And um, okay. and this is really... Uh, so, so Tony went to a trade school and... Um, work's kind of dried up for Tony uh, around here in the old town, but... He's trying to get his YouTube channel going, um, and, uh, and it's, it's called ASMR Tony, uh, and so he goes on there, and, uh, but, you know, I'll let him tell you all about it, uh, but basically, he's going to read you the story today, um, and he has full power of attorney to act um, as uh, when I'm gone, so just treat him like you would me, and um, uh, Tony, come on in here, bud. Oh, okay, thanks, Jesse, all right. Okay, here he is, guys. Uh, thanks a lot. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Here yeah. he is. All right, bye, Jesse. See ya, Jesse.
3: See ya. Hey, Tony.
4: Hey, hey! It's uh, who's this? Who's on the line here? Yeah, me, is, Tony.
3: This, this is Stephen.
4: Uh, Stefan. I'm Hello. Justin. Justin. Oh man, big ton- ton- fan of the show. Uh, the, sh- the real good show. All right. D- Tony, welcome to Real Good Show. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Uh, just wanted to let you know. Uh, my name Tony Consigliere Epicrombi Yochio. And I just wanted to say, I'm trying to get my YouTube channel started. It's, uh, it's uh, YouTube uh, slash uh, YouTube dot slash um, uh, A-S-M-I Tony. Uh, and so you go on there, you put your headphones on, you go to bed. You It's just the whole thing. It's the whole, it's crazy. So you guys go check it out. Let me know what, um, uh, uh, you know, the, it's been hard around here uh, since the, uh, since the old factory shut down, uh, uh, t- not a lot
3: of, t- Tony, what is not not ASMR?
4: For, what's that?
3: What's ASMR? Could you explain that to our oh, uh, yeah. listeners? Oh yeah,
4: ASMR. So uh, you know, um, no, I don't know what it is, but I saw a lot of people on YouTube are making money on this now. So okay. that's what I'm doing. I'm just gonna be whispering into the microphone. Ah, I'm gonna be making a lot of like you know like pop noises with my mouth. Did you get that? Just like we mouth that. sounds. Yeah. 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 Just like like I'm eating a big old sandwich and I just do it into the microphone and you know people go on there and give me six dollars a month and I you know buy some cigarettes and that's basically what um, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. So it's ASMI dot YouTube Tony Tony Cigliario job So just uh, go ahead. Well, Tony, well, put me on there, please. We're, like, can you uh, put this in the info? Yes, yeah, this will yeah, be for in sure. there. Tony. Yeah, we'll plug it
2: in
3: okay. the. Yeah. Yes, uh, but put, you, put are, a you are link in iTunes and give me a rating. We can do that, and you are reading Jesse's news story,
2: though.
4: Correct. Yeah. Yes. We're Thank still
3: you.
2: we're still doing the topical. It's, top, oh. it's topical, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. This is uh. This is what my cousin sent me. Let me see here. Uh, looks like it says thousands of penguins die after iceberg traps colony okay so this is on uh, this is on Cnn cnn.com if you guys want to follow along um, sometimes it helps to have that visual while i'm doing the ASMR, and it gets in your head and you have also if you feel if you feel those tingles tell me okay so Uh, So I'm going to go ahead and get started. This is on CNN.com. Thousands of penguins die after Iceberg Traps Con. It's real sad. Uh, So uh, here we go. I'm going to go ahead and get started. Is that okay, guys? Uh, Yeah, go for it. Can't wait. Okay, you got me queued up? Yeah. Yeah, you're good to go. Okay, here we go.
3: uh t- tony yes I Tony's, I it tony we, we're just gonna have to stop you for a second tony. yeah what hmm what's that we can't really hear what you're saying you can't hear me no I, I can tell you're whispering but i can't tell like what you're whispering okay oh
4: uh okay okay that's hey hey no problem i got a lot of uh tools in my bag yeah all right so I'm going to go ahead and uh, keep right here. The, you just let me know. Uh, let me make sure this is coming through. You guys... Oh... What is that doing for you, guys? <laughs> is that doing anything right? Uh, I mean, it's doing something. Um, all right. All right, five right, right. down. five down. Let me finish. So combined with expanding ice, the BO9B iceberg, which at 1,120 square miles... Is almost the size of Rhode Island. Has I'm from Brooklyn. Has cut off the Adelie penguins' food supply and changed the landscape of their home, according to a February report. The towering mass of water ice, what water ice, first ran aground into the penguins' habitat of Cape Denis. I'm a no, t- Tony? What's that, Tony huh? It
2: sounds yeah. like it sounds like you know in cartoons when like skeletons play their own rib cage like a xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, do that's...
4: I do I do I know what happens in cartoons? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I I've seen a few cartoons. Okay, thank you. It yeah, sounds so what... like
2: that's what you're doing. Is that uh, what you're
4: doing? Are you playing your own ribcage like a xylophone? Noise?
3: Yeah. What was that noise, Tony?
2: Ah, uh, that's
4: uh, that's me using my uh, my comb. You know, I gotta keep my hair clean. I got, uh, you know, I got my leather jacket on. I got the comb in there. I, I hit the jukebox and it plays a song. You know, that's that's what's that's what I'm. It's just right. a, it's just a, it's just for the brain tingles, guys. That's, that's what's t- cool in Brooklyn these days, right? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. Yeah, it's cool to live over somebody else's garage in Brooklyn that's what we uh, yeah we do a lot of that yeah, well, uh, yeah. like I I, I
3: we, just the thing is Tony we can't we can't really hear the news story and it, that's kind of what the segment's about is 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 the the news story itself oh you can't hear the news it's a little um, distracting
4: is, is is the only thing oh
3: so I mean I, oh. I appreciate it I, I was getting the tingles.
4: You was getting the tingles, I was, right?
3: I was getting the tingles a little bit. but
4: Okay, hey, listen. If you was getting the tingles, go ahead and go on to my YouTube channel. It's a uh, – uh, oh, God. What is it? Uh, it's, uh, to, it's Just type it into Google. Just type in YouTube to Google, and then it will take you right there. Just zoom, zoom you right on. It will be in you the recommended take, pages on the sidebar. Yeah, yeah. You can check out uh, t- Tony – Tony channel just check that out and uh, that's how I'm gonna get some money from there I think that's what I think yeah um, yep. let me uh let, let me go ahead and finish up the story here Stephanie. you can just pipe down for a sec uh, and let'm gonna go ahead and finish up this story so uh, Jesse doesn't come in and gets mad sometimes <laughs> uh, I love my cousin but when that guy gets mad oh boy you know you know I gotta watch out for that feller it's the uh it's it's the spindly ones that'll get you all right so here we go uh, I'm gonna go ahead and finish up here. If Seven can be quiet in the background, please. Thank you. All right, here we go. Um, uh, uh, the iceberg essentially has landlocked the penguins, uh, uh, forcing the. Oh, and by the way, yeah, uh, we ten dollar haircuts today. If you've got your, if do you have your military ID? Do you have your military ID on on you right now? No. Oh, oh, okay, that's fine. It's a twelve dollar haircut. And uh, we're going to go ahead and use the number six on here. And f- forcing the animals to trek across a desolate stretch of nearly 40 miles to find food, The one- 160,000 strong colony has now dwindled to just 10,000 penguins. And we're going to go ahead and check the back here. And uh, what, do you want to get that straight in the back or do you want to get that tapered? Do you want to get that back tapered? Okay, I'm just going to get out. I'm going to get my column out. I'm going to get my... Comb, yeah. get my comb out. Oh, do you like, I like the comb? I like the comb? Okay. The arrival of iceberg BO9B in Commonwealth Bay, East Antarctica, has dramatically increased the distance of daily penguins breeding at Cape Denison must travel in search of food. And we don't take American Express. We don't take a mix. So you're going to have to use your chase card. Okay. You're going to have to use your chase car. You're going to have to use your chase car. said researchers in the report Since- Tony
2: Tony I have to stop yeah. you Tony are you at yeah. work right now are you
4: work- oh. are you working uh, no I was doing the um, so one of the things people do that like to get the haircut when they do the, AS- the, the ASMR so I just go in and I was doing the haircut I was a barber it was a barber shop did you get that <laughs> oh, okay oh Here's yeah
2: right we were, we were, uh, yes, it was transporting. The role play was so convincing, I actually thought uh-huh. I was there.
4: Ah, uh, thanks, Hey, Thanks so much, Justin. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate that. Really, it's just check out my channel. It's it's uh, www.tony, and it's just dot and just dot, you know, dot youtube, and that's how you that's how you get there. I really appreciate that. Uh, my wife and my wife and my little girl I really appreciate that. If you guys can uh, can just go onto my YouTube and. Just hit that subscribe button. Now,
3: and, Tony, uh, do you have a joke about the uh, the penguins dying, or, or... what's that? Because I, I think normally what Jesse does is, is he reads huh? the news story, and then he tells uh-huh. a joke about about the news story. Um, so I don't know if you have a joke prepared.
4: Oh yeah, the joke is that uh, all the penguins were gay. So.
3: Well, <laughs> so that's it. Well,
4: that's Tony, it that's um i I wish you luck with your channel hey thanks a lot buddy thanks a lot and I, I hope i can count on your subscription there Steph. i really appreciate that guy
3: yeah you know um i'll I'll subscribe right now i'm gonna i'm gonna check it out right now
4: oh great great wow and, thanks uh, i really appreciate that thanks to jesse for letting me uh let me come on here I, it uh, really means <laughs> it means a lot to me so thank you so much
2: well uh you know thank you for coming on the show and uh and doing what you did. We we are all appreciative of that. And uh, okay. give, give our regards to Jesse also uh, okay. when he comes back from from, yeah. from the AIDS store.
4: All right? Oh, yeah. I definitely will, guys. And uh, we'll do this again tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay? Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Tony. And good luck
3: with your channel. Good again. luck on the YouTube, Tony. All right, guys. Bye-bye.
2: There you go, Stefan. That is how you follow up a celebrity appearance on last week's show. You're calling the big guns.
3: Jesse's cousin, Tony. Jesse's
2: cousin, Tony, and of course, John Hendren as well. So thrilling stuff right there.
3: Yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah,
2: absolutely wonderful. And of course, that's the quality sports content that people rely on Real Good Show to provide.
3: Yeah, a fat guy from Brooklyn doing ASMR.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's
3: basically a sport.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Now we are going to talk about sports here. Uh, but one last detour before we do that. Uh, gonna do something that we haven't done in recent weeks—a segment that has been noticeably missing from the show, uh, where we check in on our favorite uh, uh, reality TV personality. I think it's safe to call him that. Yep, you know him, you love him. It's John Taffer in the Taffer Tracker.
0: He's just a common man
1: get a $10 raise per hour if you throw your own employee through a glass window. How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend oh, shit this? i you yelling at my wife! You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation. And I have to protect
2: it. And you will destroy it. I'm leaving.
4: I am not rescuing your bar.
2: Now, this week's uh, Taffer Tracker information mm-hmm. uh, comes to us from where?
3: Uh, from the Toilet Factory. So this is kind of two segments in one, really.
2: It's both a Taffer Tracker and a Toilet
4: Tale. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. Who's going to the toilet?
2: So we're too deep at this point. Yeah,
3: this is uh, Inception. <laughs> yes. uh, and Yurky Twenty One made that theme song as well.
2: Yes, uh, as it's, always. It's a fantastic. As to be expected.
3: Um, yeah. So uh, there's a uh, a sign at work, and it's got John Taffer's face on it, and he's like pointing, angrily pointing. And below it, someone's written, uh, "Don't leave any returns here on the stairs, because uh, you know people return products sometime, um, and they don't want it on the stairs. And who better to scare you off? Than John Taffer in the
2: grisly face Yeah Of John that's terrifying. Taffer terrifying Yeah
3: So that's th- That's those two segments Does anybody leave anything on the stairs? No No one does no. no one ever does No And that That has been two segments in one Yes.
2: Yeah, so we'll, we'll get out of toilet time first here
3: Now we're back in the Taffer Tracker Yes
2: Now yeah. we're back in the Taffer Tracker <laughs> And we still need to get out <laughs> of the Taffer Tracker It's a long flush It is It is It's It's very long. I'm gone. Good night. We're finally out. There we
3: go. Can we combine those two ending uh, (laughs) segments at some point?
2: (laughs) He's gone, and he's flushing at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. That's what he says to his turds. I'll work on (laughs) that for next week. (laughs) Uh, Now we can finally talk about sports. Yes, we can. Last Sunday, the Super Bowl. That's the, the big football championship. Yes, yes. And it was as it often is. Every so often, we get lucky. The game is really good. Yep. Uh, last year's was pretty good.
3: I mean, even though Seattle lost, that was an amazing game.
2: Yeah. Uh, I feel like four years ago, uh, whenever the last time the Eli and the Giants won was yeah. a pretty good game. Honestly, the
3: Baltimore San Fran one, was, it was a close game at the end, at least. Yeah. Um, this game was was just a, a dud a dog,
2: yeah. uh, in part because Denver's defense was just so dominant. Yeah,
3: and I mean it was cool watching them just absolutely shred uh, Carolina. Yeah, but that was kind of about it because both quarterbacks sucked.
2: Essentially, yes, which Peyton, you know, breaks my heart, but that's kind of what is expected at this point. Yeah, he's
3: like 60 years old. He's can't like, really
2: throw further than 15 yards. He doesn't and have any hands anymore. Yeah, so I was not expecting a dominant offensive performance from no. him. If Denver was going to win, it was going to be on the back of their defense, which is exactly what happened. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the Denver defense basically bragging this week that uh, they couldn't believe how predictable and stale the Panthers were. They didn't change up anything for the Super Bowl, which I guess if you're... Uh, Carolina kind of makes sense. Yeah, you have won loss all year. Yeah, you haven't. You know, you've been doing the same thing all year long. Yeah. Nobody has really been able to figure it out so far. So why stop what's working, right? Yeah. Uh, um. But uh, you know, the, the I think the big story is not uh, the way the game went down or who ultimately won it. Uh. But uh, what happened afterwards, essentially. Right, Cam Newton. Yes. Uh, Do you have
3: a hot take here? I
2: d- I yes. In that I uh, no. I have a, like a cool take. I okay. Guess.
3: Like, the take uh, itself, is, it's, like, a pretty
2: cool take? Yeah, yeah. Temperature-wise? Temperature-wise, okay. it's also... Okay. It's, it's, the it's Ward- on the cool treat side okay. of, the, uh, <laughs> of the Dairy Queen dichotomy, as it were. Um, which is basically, like, people are freaking out about Cam Newton just, like, sitting up by the podium and saying nothing for three minutes. And then leaving. And then leaving. Yeah. But, you know, if you're a sports writer why are you relying on a quote for your game story? Like, if you can't write a good game story without a quote from Cam Newton that says, oh, yeah, like, I lost and it wasn't fun. Well, you're going to get more of a story like from him
3: storming off. Exactly.
2: He gave you a way better story, something so much more interesting to write about.
3: Well, it's like Riley Curry, right? Yeah. Where it's like it's making something bland, like, really interesting. And kind of. Well, I mean, obviously, this was, like, fun and interesting, but yeah. it's something different to talk about, right? Yes,
2: And if you can't write a story about that without his quotes, like, just retire. You suck, obviously. Yeah. It's all that it comes down to. Uh, but, of course, the media wants to make it about them and how, you know, their institution is being disrespected. Yeah. And uh, it's not about you. And also, the, like, people of a certain generation, we'll say, are also using this as an example to just, like, lambast Cam Newton's character. And be like, he is a sore loser. He just pouted and was a giant baby. Yeah, You know who does this every fucking time they lose also? Bill Belichick.
3: Uh, Peyton Manning, too, left the field uh, before shaking hands at the end of the New Orleans Super Bowl win, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure against Seattle also, he he was a little bit miffed after that game, too. Yeah, I wouldn't be happy after that. Yeah, why would you be? Like, there's just such a ridiculous double standard. There's I don't think win or lose that game, Cam Newton uh, can come out of that as a winner in no. the eyes of the people that had already decided that they wanted to blast him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because if he wins and he does his dances, then they're going to still freak out about his, like arrogance cocky arrogance even as he wins the championship and is clearly the best that doesn't happen instead he he pouts about losing and is uh, a poor loser uh which like really yeah it was lose lose for him yeah either
3: way well one I mean one of those loses involves him winning the Super Bowl so that's like a win I guess. Yeah. But in terms of stuff with the media, yeah.
2: It, there's nothing he he just there's nothing he can do. No. And to not be painted as a disgrace essentially. Yeah. And it's just like uh, it's it's racism really is what it boils down to. It's all like coded language. Oh yeah. And just like ridiculous. You would never say these things about Peyton Manning because no. he's done the exact same things and is dodged all kinds of criticism yeah that's
3: absolutely a big part of it
2: Uh, but we can talk about Peyton Manning now too because the Budweiser thing well yes because he like what was that he's just a walking billboard basically and the first person that he hugs after the game is Papa John Give him a kiss I think actually (laughs) He did. This is what we embrace. We're looking at Cam Newton and we're like, why can you not just like chill for the largest corporations on the planet? Yeah, like he shows planet? real
3: emotion. And then Peyton Manning's like, uh, I am happy to have won the big game and now it is time for a Budweiser beer. Everyone's like, oh, that's, a, that's an athlete right there.
2: My performance was powered by Gatorade and Papa John's pizza. Yum. <laughs> Great. Oh, wonderful. Uh, happy to see him win the championship, though. Obviously, oh, like yeah. uh, he's he's one of the greatest ever, and it sucks when those guys don't get it done in the big game. Uh, good to see him get a number two. He didn't and, really uh, get it done. Well, but... yeah, it's not him yeah. this time around. That but... was like
3: a Trent Dilfer-esque win.
2: <laughs> you know what, though, when you put up the kinds of stats and performances over the course of your yeah, career yeah. like he did, you you earn one of those. I think I would say so. Yeah. Uh. So so happy for him and like just please for the love of God ride off into the sunset now. Like what what does he have to prove at this point? I would imagine that the only motivation that he would have for coming back is a that Denver defense is going to be really good again next year. Yeah. Von Miller's not going anywhere. That guy is insanely good. Uh. And you know b maybe if I ride this defense to victory one more time, I will have more championships than Eli. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, it's, uh, that's pretty much the only reason to come back. Yeah. Cause he apparently like has no feeling in his fingers. Yeah. From, like, his, his neck injuries yeah. over the years. So like, we talked
2: about this, I think, last week and several weeks ago also. He cannot bend over to tie his own cleats. No. Well, it'd be kind of cool having someone else do it for you, I guess. Yeah. He has, like, a team of people who come help him yeah. put his gear on before every game. Put some
3: Papa John's crazy bread in his mouth.
2: It's like the Iron Man uh, armor, except instead of robots doing it, it's just, like, people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, like, for the love of God, Peyton, please retire. And the longer that he drags this out as, like, a, something that he needs to time It'll be to like consider. a Brett Favre style Yeah, thing, the more right? I feel like he's going to stay in the league. Yeah. And just, like, you can still live a normal life. You don't have to, like... Walk with a limp every day for he the He owns rest several of life. Papa John's
3: franchises,
2: too. At least 20, yeah, I believe. Yeah, so
3: go run those. Yeah,
2: you've got plenty of things going on for you, Peyton. Just retire and enjoy your health while you still have it. Uh, and we could talk about the human growth hormone controversy around him, or even a sexual assault controversy around Peyton. It's been a rough week for him, outside of, of course, winning the when, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I
3: mean, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah.
2: But... Oh, man. I mean, I don't know if there's humor to be mined there. Probably not. Yeah. So, I would
3: say. So should we, move on? we should maybe move on.
2: Uh, from one man that we hope retires to another who definitely did, and that's yeah. Marshawn Lynch of the Seattle Seahawks. During the big game, Marshawn uh, tweeted out a photo. Uh saying, and the peace sign yeah, emoji, peace emoji. Which is uh you know, emoji code for I am retiring.
3: That was the most exciting part of the game. Yeah. Honestly, he stole the show. He,
2: he did. He stole the show. Like entirely. that's just the coolest
3: way to retire. Just a picture of some shoes and an emoji.
2: They were dangling off of uh, you know, the telephone, the telephone wires. Yeah. Uh which I we were talking before the show started. I always thought that was like what Uh, people would do in, like, memoriam of someone who died.
3: Right. Well, in a way, I mean, his career has passed on. I suppose so. So So he uh, threw his shoes up to
2: memorialize his dead career. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. that makes sense. I mean, I'm
3: going to miss him. He was so much fun to watch. He's maybe, like, a top five athlete of all time just to watch because he'll do things that no one else could do.
2: Yeah, and it's just, like, the number one thing that I'm struck by in his retirement right now, and I'm sure you have more retirement feelings about Marshawn Lynch being a, uh, uh, you know, a, a pretty, I won't this uh, hardcore affair. It's I'm like, a pretty big Seahawks fan. yeah, Yeah, big yeah. Seahawks Like, not fan.
3: Canucks level, because I, I can't handle... Two yeah.
2: investments of that size. Uh, but, you know, you're a big Seahawks guy. Yeah. So this is probably uh, something that hits you a little harder. But I'm just uh, thinking about, you know, how narrow the window of opportunity is for especially running backs. Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, he's, he's 30, I believe.
2: And... And only, only a huge player for, you know, maybe five, five seasons. Yeah, um, I,
3: I think it's smart to retire early. Yeah, you know, on your own terms.
2: Yeah, right? um,
3: and I think like his style of play as well. Uh, you know, I, I think he broke one of the. Who was it? Was it Roman Harper? It was a Carolina player tweeted out or. Put a video on Instagram of his helmet after the game, and he had tackled Marshawn Lynch, and the tackle had broken his helmet. Oh my god! Like it had cracked. Yeah. So I mean, he could still bring it. Uh, obviously, but yeah, he was just so much fun to watch, and he was such a fun personality as well. I mean, if you if you uh, haven't seen him play video games with Conan
2: O'Brien, it's like the greatest it's video ever. So funny,
3: just seeing him open up. Uh, and I wish John was here because he'd probably be eating Skittles.
2: Yeah. You know. Um, which is our Marshawn tribute that we do on the show every so often, yeah. which people hate, absolutely despise. Oh, I know. I, I, I saw some stuff <laughs> about that. When we eat food on the show. <laughs> so we're not doing that this week. No,
3: although there are four donuts right
2: in front of me. I'll save them for later. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's another retirement, though, and you saw this firsthand, didn't
2: I you? did, yeah. We don't often talk about wrestling on the program because I know a lot of people uh, are not fans. Uh, but uh, I went down to Seattle on Monday night this past week to – uh, see the you know my favorite wrestler ever basically yeah. uh, announce his retirement in front of his home fans that's Daniel Bryan uh, former WWE World Heavyweight Champion uh, and honestly it's tough to articulate why I care so much about Daniel Bryan because like when I got out of wrestling in about and maybe 2001, I was like, you know, this is dumb, and I'm done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just can't. The storylines are stupid. I don't care about these characters. The guys that I was interested in when I was a kid, your Stone Cold Steve Austin's, your The Rocks, your Mankind's, etc. We're all gone at that point. Uh, Because, like football, pro wrestling uh, takes its physical toll, and after a certain point, uh, you only have a set many years, especially back then when they were like, hitting each other with chairs every single night. Yeah. Uh your your earning window to be a pro wrestler, maybe not too dissimilar uh from an NFL running yeah. back. Yeah. Back the in... difference
3: is that when that window slams shut, you kill your wife and child. <laughs> well, that was just one of them. I yes, guess, but...
2: just one of them who probably went crazy from having concussions. And yeah. that's Chris Benoit, of course, and uh Quite honestly, Daniel Bryan works a near identical ring style to Chris Benoit. Yep. It's part of what made him so exciting uh, as a performer.
3: He and he was a smaller guy too, right?
2: Smaller guy, probably about five foot nine or yeah, so, just like
3: an everyman style.
2: Yeah, yeah, with a big beard that he grew as yep. he as he you know rose up the ranks. Not in the WWE. typical. I don't
3: know much about wrestling, but he's not the typical wrestling yeah, superstar.
2: Not traditionally handsome, not yeah. a big guy, Vince. Uh, prefers guys who look like bodybuilders yeah. essentially. and Daniel Bryan is certainly not that. Uh, but uh, he had a lengthy history of concussions. yeah, said within his first like six months as a wrestler, he'd had like three severe concussions yeah. already just at the very beginning of his career, and that over the years, that he's been doing this for 16 years, just countless concussions, essentially. Uh, He had to abandon the WWE world title that he won at WrestleMania 30 in what is, and I say this, as an honest opinion, not just because it's like recent, it was two years ago, Yeah, that is probably like the most golden WrestleMania moment of all time. Is that the yes
3: chance It is. Yeah.
2: Him winning the title at WrestleMania 30, which is, in fact, the exact same show where Brock Lesnar broke the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. Right, so
3: that was like the craziest. Which
2: people were freaking out about at the time. Two years later, if you ask me about WrestleMania 30, I don't even remember... That Brock broke the streak on that show. Yeah. That's the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania, and Daniel Bryan, like, exclusively, because his story was not dissimilar from his life. And that is how, uh, you know, Just wrestling underdog, becomes right? interesting, yeah. essentially, yeah. is when it's blurring the lines between fiction and reality. That's yeah. why you see a huge spike in popularity in wrestling immediately after the Montreal screwjob in 1997, when Vince, like, you know screwed Bret Hart out of the title yeah. in Montreal and then got punched in the face by Bret after the show and comes out on Monday night raw as a the Mr. McMahon character for the first time, sporting a black eye that he got from Bret Hart, that's like the introduction of the of like the real kickoff of the Attitude Era, and it sparks because they're blurring the lines yeah. of fiction and reality. Yeah. Daniel Bryan had a character in the WWE, but he got over, became popular as himself, uh, a guy who's undersized, a guy who's like not traditionally charismatic, uh, not great. Uh, As a talker on the mic uh, But he was an Amazing technical wrestler And he he, he just was himself. He was true. He was humble. He yeah. was earnest. He was, uh, you know, understated. He he was earnest and true, and you believed him when he spoke. Yeah. And it gave him uh, a connection with the audience, and that we felt like we were cheering for something real. Yeah. Uh, a guy who was being held down by people who said that he's too small, he's not reliable enough, and ultimately their fears Proved to be correct Everything that the authority said about Daniel Bryan That he, you know You can't be champion, you're too small You're too beat up, we're doing this You know, Triple H explicitly said when they stripped the title off of him, we're doing this, like, you people hate this, but we're doing it to protect you. Yeah. Because if we give it to him, he's going to break down. He's going to flame out. And that is exactly what happened. So, ultimately, the villains proved to be correct. But we got that one magic moment of him just fighting his way into the main event of WrestleMania, where he was never supposed to be, and winning it all in a sea of confetti, as people just lose their minds. Yeah uh and and that was spectacular it's what got me back into pro wrestling again him and cm punk combined to lure me back to it and uh he fought so hard to come back and wrestle again because all he wanted to do was wrestle it's yeah. all he's done since he's been 18 he's a kid from aberdeen washington and i think that is what is his major appeal yeah. Is like he doesn't look like an action figure. No, he's like a small town he, Pacific Northwest. He looks like a kid from down the street. Yeah. And uh, it just made him so endearing. And uh, to be there, to see him announce his retirement, it was very upsetting. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll play a little bit of that sure. for you right now in case you didn't hear it.
1: but, but that's, that's not why I'm grateful. Uh, my dad was sitting right over there where the guy with the goat mask with the Daniel Bryan sign is, is standing right now. And my dad got to see that. His, his son getting that kind of reaction from all of you people. And that was the last time my dad ever got to see me wrestle and you guys made it special for him
4: and for me and for my entire family
2: so some earnest emotion yeah, right it's very there and that he's choking back tears during his speech that's the kind of uh, thing that made him so yeah.
3: I can see the appeal,
2: endearing. And uh, I do he, want
3: to say we saw you on TV, though, right? Yeah, I was.
2: Like a... I I was in the crowd doing the chant. Yeah. And Did they, we tweet that out? Is that they, on the... they cut to me, yeah. uh, rubbing my hands together nervously before he made his speech. <laughs> I'm in the crowd. I'm just like rubbing my hands together. I'm so like anxious in terms of what he's going to say because everybody wanted this to be a storyline. Oh yeah. To for him to come out and and be like, and I, I I'm looking at uh, perhaps never wrestling again. And then like the undertaker's like gong going off yeah and, but it was real and the right, dead man yeah. challenging him to one final match at wrestlemania yeah. you know like that's what people wanted uh because but, uh you know you expect story yeah. from pro wrestling and when it hits you with reality it's it's uh it's, it's that much more real i it's, guess right? it's yeah. it, it it hurt yeah. to to listen to that speech and uh it, it hurt him to give it i'm sure but uh it was the perfect retirement speech. It's one of the most touching and affecting moments in in pro wrestling history, probably. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a pleasure to be there and, yeah. and get to see it and get to chant uh, for him one last time. It seems
3: like the wrestling equivalent of like the Lou Gehrig speech,
2: yeah. I I guess so. Except
3: hopefully there's no Daniel Bryan disease. Because,
2: yeah, he went on ESPN the next day. Talked about his concussion, And talked about how he has, like, lesions on his brain. It's, like,
3: probably one of the worst places to have lesions.
2: And how, uh, you know, he, like, was having post-concussion seizures that he was hiding from the medical staff. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, the same way that uh, the McMahon family essentially played the villain in holding Daniel Bryan down and denying the people their hero in the storyline in real life uh, you know vince was kind of the villain again in that like daniel bryan just wants to come back and wrestle and all these doctors are clearing him but like wwe refuses to let him wrestle again this is bullshit what the hell why do they have it in against this guy and the one doctor who wouldn't clear him Joseph Maroon is also, like, the lead doctor who's, like, the, the villain of the Will Smith film Concussion. Yeah. Used to work for the NFL, now works for WWE as their, like, head physician. Yeah. And I think... probably it,
3: tell you how serious his concussion problems but were. But
2: it also speaks to, like, kind of how fucked perhaps like the medicine in the NFL still is. Yeah. Because the argument that Daniel Bryan should wrestle again was that he went and saw a bunch of doctors independently on his own, away from Joseph Maroon, uh, an independent physician who cleared him to wrestle again. He also went and saw the team doctor for the Arizona Cardinals yeah. who cleared him for contact and said he could wrestle again. Uh, and and this was like the case that, oh, he's got to come back. But, uh, you know, it's kind of fucked up. Perhaps when you look at some of the brain injuries and CTE that comes out of the NFL, when a guy who has lesions growing on his brain, who's suffering from seizures from contact to the head, uh, is being cleared by NFL officials that, oh yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, it's a bit much. Uh, And kudos to Joseph Maroon in the end for standing his ground and saying absolutely not. Um, and And kudos to Vince McMahon for the bad guy ultimately proving to be the good guy here in the end and for all that uh, you know uh, people said that Vince never liked this guy, apparently he was his favorite wrestler all along, and that there you uh, go you know he just loved watching him work and and that it broke his heart and he was out there to say goodbye to him yep. on the stage at the end of the show that's enough of wrestling talk no that, that,
3: that was good though like you're very passionate about it and, and it
2: shows yeah and, i mean he's uh, my was a big moment my favorite guy right yeah, no, for uh, sure. and and somebody who i really got behind and yeah. who had crossover appeal in oh, sports yeah. Was that like San Francisco Giants games yeah, doing just the a yes big chant? Underdog, right? Was that like yeah. Seahawks games doing the yes chant? Yeah. Um, people said like, oh, you know, like it's not Daniel Bryan who's popular; it's like just the chant. Like if anyone had come up with that yes chant, the the, the, the fans would be going crazy for it. Yeah. I don't think so because like the the it fits him. The the Daniel Bryan like yeah. chanting his name is just as popular of a chant yeah. as as yes ultimately. And we did it quite a bit on Monday. And it was an emotional night. Yeah. And a thank you to Wyatt Aren't. This, at the stanchion uh, for, for letting me go to that show there Very much appreciated He was supposed to co-host with us this week Oh, but, you know, at we got some, some good guests yeah, yeah. too At some point, we'll have you on eventually um, And that, it, wasn't it the clip, out.
3: that wasn't the clip of the week No, was
2: that was not the clip of the week Because we still need to talk about the NHL And hopefully it will be a little bit quicker Than all of the wrestling discussions We can, we can maybe just jump right into the clip of the week actually, uh, We can I,
3: I You'll probably have to edit this out i got to leave at like 1.30, 1.35-ish Okay Yeah but, All right. uh,
2: <laughs> well, we will dive right into the clip of the week then. Yeah. Uh, and Which is fantastic. It is. It is. Every so often something happens uh, that makes you look at a player you might otherwise not like so much and say, well, you know what, I'm glad they're around. Yeah. And that this week, that man is Matt Bartkowski, who's not very good. If we're being legitimately honest about how his performance has fared over the course of the season, not well. No, he's
3: not the most popular
2: Canuck at the moment. And he shouldn't be. No, but uh, after this clip... I say keep them around for as long as possible. Yeah, sign
3: them to like a multi-year contract, ten years if Cause possible. Because the
2: Canucks are on their or were on their mom's trip yeah. this week, uh, where they invite all the moms of all the players on the team and some of the executives as well to uh, come and and enjoy life on the road in the NHL, the, and get a taste of the life that they created for their children. And uh, after Matt Bartkowski scored. Uh, in the game the other night, Beth Bartkowski was interviewed in the stands by Sportsnet's Dan Murphy. In part one of our clip
0: of the week. It, it warms your heart. Vancouver's lovely. The mums are lovely. I'm having the time of the life. And then the icing on the cake is my boy scores. My boy scores. This is the icing on the cake. This is the high life.
1: Well, congratulations. Enjoy I the mean, trip. he
0: lives the dream.
3: I'm living the dream. <laughs> This just like the most mom thing ever. It's awesome.
2: Pretty much. And she followed that up with an appearance on TSN radio the very next day, uh, February 10th. Here is Beth Bartkowski in conversation with and Price on TSN 1040.
4: Yeah, they, they catch you off guard and they say, "Come oh, on, we're going to do an interview. I said, who are you? He gave me his name. I said... Well, okay, but who do you work for? He goes, I'm in the NHL. How about how about you want to hear a funny story? Do you mind? Do you no, wanna God, listen, please. So, so how about I am in the Vancouver rink in November, and they have what they call friends and family room. Oh my God, it's the coach! I just walked by the coach. I can't walk by the coach. And and he goes, I'm shoving sushi in my mouth. And this man comes in, and he's shoving sushi in his mouth. And I said, isn't this the world's best sushi? It's from Nico. And he goes, yeah. And I said, I need to do an AA group, like an AA group, you know, Sushi Anonymous. We need to get off the sushi. He said, well, sign me up. I said, well, who are you? And he goes, well, my name is Jim Benny. I said, oh, do you work for the team? He goes, yes. I said, what do you do? He goes, I'm the GM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had no idea it was the GM. I'm signing him up for Sushi Anonymous. Oh my goodness!
3: <laughs> my favorite part of that is when she's like, uh, "Can I? Can I tell a story?" And Sakaris is like, "Yes, <laughs> please, please do. For we the need to love hear this. God. Keep talking. This is wonderful." Just the
2: motor mouth on that woman—insane. <laughs> oh, I want her around for yeah. ten years with uh, the team. She needs to be like a PR. She should be the GM consultant. <laughs> she needs to come on board as just like the team team mom. And just have her do press tours constantly. I could listen to that. Uh, on the radio every no day. Yeah. like TSN radio. Give her her own show. Get her between the benches like Ray Ferraro. <laughs> yes. Yes. She needs to be on the broadcast. She does all the time. Yeah, just delightful. She's she's wonderful, and uh, you know, it's stuff like that we've talked on the show in recent weeks about how you can establish players as personalities a little bit more. Yeah, and show that these are people and not hockey playing automatons. One way to do it is like you know, if you if it doesn't even have to be the player who has the personality. Yeah. It can be their mom. It can be anybody. I just want to relate to these people as human beings. Yeah, because
3: by extension, her personality has rubbed off on Matt Bartkowski. Yeah. So now when I see him, it's like, oh, Beth's yeah. probably so happy in right now. In pro like,
2: wrestling terms, Beth has given Matt the rub. There you go. he's over. Is like, that actually a term? In yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There you go. So, uh, yeah, she's a heater. And she's, she's, uh, <laughs> she's gotten uh, Matt Bartkowski- insanely over at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, all the best to Beth, and we hope uh, that this is not the last that we hear from her, because if she just keeps talking, we'll have clips of the week yeah, for... Yeah,
3: I'd love to have her on the show, ...for too. years.
2: Yeah, so, yeah we got to work on that. Yeah. That's got to happen at some point. Um, uh, but we can also talk about... GM Jim Benning, briefly. We can. Because he was the, the, the focal point of that story, just shoving sushi into his mouth. Yeah, and uh, he, adding
3: uh, sushi into his mouth, if you will. <laughs> uh, and I say adding because that's what he said he'd like to do at the trade deadline, uh, which is terrifying.
2: That he wants to take this team that I think we can all honestly identify as quite bad yeah. uh, and push them into the playoffs despite the fact that they're not going anywhere. Yeah,
3: he believes that for like the long-term health of the team, uh, I think Pierre Lebrun said this. It's better for the young players to get even four games of playoff experience than to get anything of value for Ham, Houston, for Bada, if, if that's what it comes down to. Uh, Jim, I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm not an NHL GM. Uh, I mean, neither are you, but I'm not either. Uh, I, I don't agree with you about
2: that. Uh, yeah, I would say very the, stupid. the most beneficial thing for the young kids would be to surround them with as competitive a core as possible. And yeah. you do that by... Uh, dealing your assets when you're not going anywhere yeah. for uh, future assets, young assets. I mean, n- now granted, Benning's definition of loading up at the deadline last year was flipping a second-round pick for Sven Barchi. A trade I actually like. He's a pretty young asset yeah. and, and augments that... Youth core and yeah. has been really good with Bo Horvat this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I have to commend him on that oh, trade absolutely. too. And if that is and his definition, trade as well, yeah. If that is his definition of loading up at the deadline, then maybe I can get yeah. on board with that. The problem is, if you want to take a guy like that back, you got to be shipping someone out because we just don't have any roster spots left at this point. Yeah.
3: So I'm not. I'm just really terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to expect. Um, Almost the best-case thing at this point, I think the most realistic thing, is he doesn't do anything at all, which I would – like, obviously, it would suck if he doesn't sell Hamus and Verbata.
2: And honestly, Verbata has traditionally never been a playoff performer. No,
3: and his value is low right now, So if you can get anything
2: for him – yeah. Like, at the deadline, he's not going to be the guy who makes or breaks you winning a series, which you're not going to do anyways. No.
3: I mean, hey, Calgary won a series last year, and they're doing worse than us this year. And That's a team (laughs) full of young players. How about that, Jim? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, we had to get a bit of our frustration
2: in about Benning. Yeah, and we uh, didn't talk about the Canucks hardly at all in recent weeks. Probably for the best. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm going to that Canucks-Leafs game today,
3: and oh, boy. I am not looking... For, well,
2: I mean, you know, it's always fun playing gonna the Leafs. They're going to wear the black skate
3: jersey. Yeah, that's going to be cool, but it's... I mean, the Leafs are icing an, a, an ECHL lineup. Yeah. They're probably going to get smoked. Yes. And it's going to trick the Canucks into thinking they have a chance. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You just beat the Wheeling Nailers. You didn't beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because they keep clearing players out and uh, potentially not... Even replacing them, but they with keep anyone. doing
3: what the Canucks should be doing.
2: Yeah, shipping guys out yeah. and just realizing that this is not a, a group that's going to succeed. No, but, uh, but speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, yeah. we're joined on the line right now by a man with a vested interest in them and a vested interest in the curling competition. That Adolf he's Hitler in. <laughs> It's John Cullen himself, John. Welcome back to
1: Real Good Show. Hello, hey guys, uh, where, what's up? Where the fuck are you, buddy? It's a great question, and uh, one that I don't even know the answer to myself. Uh, (laughs) I am in Nelson, British Columbia. Uh, So it's like, you guys, you remember when I was in Anaheim earlier this year? Yes. Um, It's basically the exact opposite of that. So
2: as unmagical magical experience as you could possibly have.
1: Yeah, that's right. This is... uh, This is like Disneyland if it were uh, hosted by Vietnam War Draft Dodgers. (laughs) Well,
2: Stefan is, (laughs) of course, here with us also, but he's just in stunned silence. uh, I can imagine. As to how good that joke was. Thank you, Stefan. I appreciate that. His jaw is just hanging open right now. Uh, but you're in Nelson for your curling tournament, so let's talk That's about right. that for a minute. Uh, yes. Quarterfinals are later this evening. How's That's right, how's yeah. everything gone so far?
1: Uh, it's been pretty good. So yes, we're in the BC provincials right now. Uh, it's been going yeah, it's been going pretty good. We uh, kind of didn't get off to the start we hoped for. We we went one and two in a triple knockout tournament, so we were down to our last life pretty early. But uh, we've won our last four in a row, so we're just uh, hoping to keep that magic alive. so uh, yeah so basically there's there's 16 teams started four are left. Uh, what they do for this is a is a page playoff system so the first and second place teams are playing right now and then the third and fourth play tonight which is us. Um, and then the winner of the 3-4 game plays the loser of the 1-2 in the semifinal, which is tomorrow. And then the final is also tomorrow. And both of those will be televised on Sportsnet. So I don't know when you're going to post this episode, but if you live in Canada. Probably uh, tomorrow think, morning. So Perfect. So, yeah, if, you, if you're you someone who f- listens to the episodes right away. The day it comes out. Yeah, you know, I mean I think that's what most cool people do is listen to podcasts on Sunday morning. And uh,
2: and definitely download them cuz that helps our numbers. Not yeah, just stream. Of definitely hard download.
1: No, no, you know, you're downloading and then you're uh, you're downloading and then you're also writing a review uh, for the show as you're listening to it. Of course, of course. Yeah, of course. And you're also
2: turning on SportsNet to see your buddy John Cullen
1: to see your boy, yeah, John Cullen, in action. If you've ever wanted to know what it looks like when a podcaster curls, then you may be in luck if we win tonight. <laughs>
2: one, one of the most exciting uh, teases of curling on television that I've ever
1: heard. Definitely. Thank you. Well, I don't think the teases are that good normally.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, uh... I, I feel like they talk more about the chicken wing sponsor than the actual curling that's going on. To- Yeah, I mean,
1: Pinty's has done a great job of uh, having people know more about their brand than about the sport that's (laughs) taking place on the ice. Definitely,
2: when we're advertising curling bond spiels, what we need is not b-roll of people throwing rocks, but definitely just, like, delicious close-ups of chicken being
1: (laughs) covered in sauce. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's good because I think for a long time that is what people associated curling with uh, was chicken and sauce, and so it just seemed like a natural progression. You know, I'm kind of surprised that a company didn't pick up on it before Pinty's, um, but certainly now that that Pinty's has their thing going, it's uh, you know it, it's it's great. It's great for the game. They're a huge sponsor, and um, and and it, it honestly two of my favorite things in the world are curling and chicken and sauce, so it's it couldn't be better.
2: <laughs> well, John, I'm, I'm happy to see that old adage proving true. Even in curling, you got to overcome some adversity in the early stages to really bond together as a group. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, ho- it's... Hopefully those early difficulties will rocket you right through to the finals. Fingers crossed uh, for you, buddy.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, curling is... Uh, is basically the disney movie miracle um essentially it's the same thing both sports played on ice and lots of shit lots of inspiring shit happening all the time yeah and And i and kurt russell stars in both
2: sick and tired of hearing about what a good team whoever has you know i don't even know who the name would be who the powerhouse is brad jacobs maybe
1: uh, he's from northern ontario of course but... of
2: course so not this tournament but overall no. he oh, is yeah, he is like yeah. the ussr
1: analogy. brad jacobs <laughs> um yeah they're kind of like ivan drago actually because they are like uh, really like fit like muscle bound curlers um and they did actually have one of their their fifth player actually a few years ago uh was banned from the game for using steroids. so um so yeah they basically are the ivan uh ivan drago of of curling so yeah that's a good that's an apt apt comparison to the jacobs rink Uh, but shout out to them they're good buddies of mine but uh i think even they would probably accept that they would accept that role
2: being the red army essentially yeah, exactly. Perfect. Well, I think that's enough of the curling talk. We can yeah, put that it's, aside it's, for
1: now. We certainly should. And yes, focus
2: certainly. on your hockey team, who this week stunned yeah. the world by yeah. trading their captain to yeah. their provincial rival. Yeah. Dion Phaneuf, now a member of the Ottawa Senators, and Stefan and I figured that we would wait for you to join us before we talked about this.
1: Oh, well, thank you guys. That's very respectful. Um, yeah, I. it was very shocking. I, I woke up I don't remember what morning the trade was—Tuesday uh, or Wednesday, something like that. I, I I lose track of days when I'm when I'm curling, but um, but yeah, it was basically. Uh, I woke up to like three texts from like three different people being like, "Wow!" and I was like, "Oh, okay, I have something big must have happened." And then yeah, and then got onto Twitter and and saw and uh, yeah, it was pretty surprising. It, it's so interesting that FNAF realistically has been probably. You could argue it, but probably the biggest factor in like two complete surprise deals. Uh, You know, like I think obviously his trade from Calgary to Toronto in the first place was like everybody was pretty blown away. Um, And then now his trade to Ottawa, I don't think anyone was expecting that either. So kind of crazy that he's been in two major trades without really being the subject of any trade speculation.
2: He's like a Randy Orton finisher, he just comes out of nowhere. He, con- yeah,
1: exactly. Trade out of nowhere. Um, yeah, exactly. And, um, and yeah, I like him about as much as Randy Orton. So it's kind of good. It's kind of like an apt comparison.
2: Happy to see him go then, or?
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I've, I think. <laughs> drink. Here's the thing. Um, I know people are, are missing it. I'm only on the show for like nine minutes this week. I got to get that in there. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, and if you're like me, that drink will be, of course, non-alcoholic. Um, cranberry be, juice. Yeah, it could be cranberry juice, ginger ale. I mean, you choose It's really your own odyssey. Milk. Live your life. Uh, exactly. Um, I, I I would say that um, I, I think a lot of people uh, and a lot of Leafs fans uh, shit on Faneuf, and I thought it was pretty unfair. Um, I think that he does have limitations to his game. Uh, But at the same time, he was legitimately saddled with being the top defensive defenseman on a team that was not very good for a very long time. Um, And he's not really a defensive defenseman. Like, he, you know, he was kind of miscast. I mean, yes, he is built like a refrigerator and he can dole out hits and that kind of thing. But. You know, he, that was never his game. Uh, and so I think, you know, what Toronto expected out of him was very weird. Um, At his best never,
2: in Calgary, he seemed like a guy who was just lethal on the power play.
1: Exactly. And the Leafs just never really had that great of a power play when he was around. Um, so, you know, I, I still think he's a great player. Uh, I don't think, uh, I, you know, his contract is a little bit too much. But again, I mean... When you're looking at a, a top pairing, top minutes type of guy, that's what D-men cost. I mean, yeah. you know, would you? I don't think there's a team in the NHL that would that would take a, that wouldn't take him for a million less. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, I think I think his contract's what six point five or seven, something like that. So it's um, a bit high. Uh, so, yeah, so, I mean, I think you look at any team in the league would take him at six million or five and a half million. Um, and so, yeah, he's paid a little bit too much, but there's lots of guys in the league that are paid a little bit too much. And so, yeah, he's making seven uh,
2: million a year.
1: OK, yeah. So, you know, I think he's a, a slightly overpaid, but it's not even really that much. I, I do think he's a good leader. You know, a lot of people kind of made fun of him as the captain and stuff, but I do think he kind of matured into a into a good leader, um, and I think he'll be I think he'll be a good fit in Ottawa. He doesn't have to uh, wear the pants defensively there. He gets to um, kind of
2: anchor the second pairing, right? Which absolutely, is and it's kind of a, a perfect spot for him.
1: Perfect spot for him. Uh, I think if he plays with a guy like Mark Mathot, uh, I know they had him with Cody Cece. Right away, but uh, you know, paired with a more defensively sound guy that would open him up a bit uh, offensively, uh, I think would be good. I think when he's not tasked with playing number one line of the opposition every night is good. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll be better too. You know, I think he was legitimately taking years off of his career. If he had stayed in Toronto for the length of his contract, um, I think you would have seen him break down just because he's just playing insanely tough minutes, lots of minutes. Um, I, I think this is a good a good fit for him. So I, I'm happy for him. I thought the return that they got was pretty good to get rid of his contract. Lindbergh seems like he might be a player, even if he's not okay. He's depth, good depth guy. Uh, they got a second-round pick. They didn't really... You know, I, I thought overall it was a good deal and they get his salary off the books. So overall, I thought it was kind of like a win-win trade for everybody. And and, um, and yeah, I, I never disliked him, especially not as much as other people did. So I, I think it was where he is now is good. I think it'll be funny having to play him like eight times a year. It's pretty rare that you see your captain get traded to uh, one of your biggest rivals, uh, that pretty much never happened. So I think that shows you also what the Leafs kind of thought of him.
2: Yeah. And, you know, you look at the Leafs' salary structure for like two years from now. They've got almost no one on the books. And yeah, a crazy. lot. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, Shanahan is just uh, poisoning himself right now to have all kinds of room to put his stamp on the team. My conspiracy theory on all of this is that Shanahan is just shipping all of these players out He's got no commitments, and I feel like they're going to go into that season two years from now just without any players at all, because uh, it yeah. really give you the best shot at that number one overall pick. Just go into the season with, like, six guys under contract and forfeit every game. I mean, nobody's ever tried it before.
1: Yeah, why not? I, I mean, th- a lot of these teams <laughs> say they're tanking, but they're really... Like, how serious are they? They're icing you know, a like...
2: full lineup every night. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, Shanahan ended his career in Detroit. Uh, He obviously had a lot of success there. And and people often talk about how Ken Holland is a mastermind GM. Uh, It's not hard to connect the dots that this is just another part of his plan. He's got Jim Nill sabotaging Dallas with uh, party animals. He's got uh, Shanahan uh, steamrolling the Leafs. Uh, You know, I mean, I I think it's sports for a long time has been waiting for that executive that deliberately sends a mole into other organizations and 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 guts them. Reveals
2: his heel faction at the exact moment that all these other teams have been
1: brought to their knees. Absolutely. So this is like the NHL nexus right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they do, but uh, you know I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, and Mitch Marner, um, and no one else.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm I mean, really really excited to see that Leafs team in two seasons that just has enough players to get six guys on the ice and no line changes for the entire game. Yeah.
1: Well, and we'll have Riley, we'll get and all our young guys, you know, because that's the thing for Leafs fans right now, it's exciting to talk about our exciting young players, so I think that's what we go with, we go with those three up front, we get uh, Morgan Riley and Jake Gardner on the back end, and uh, we let Antoine Bibo play net, uh, just because it's really fun to say his last name, and um, just just let the losses rack up. and Let's See um, what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I don't. I don't know who the number one overall pick is going to be in like 2018, but I'm sure they're going to be like a Connor McDavid type. Yeah. Um, and we'll just yeah, we'll just roll from there. So.
2: <laughs> right. Well. Yeah, I'm excited. Lots to be excited about. John, thank you so much for checking in with us. Oh,
1: thank you, guys. And I'm g- sorry I had to miss it again this week, but I'll, all good. Uh, I'll look forward to uh, to getting it going next week with, uh, with you, and so that'll that'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. And good luck to you
2: in your games tonight, and I'm thank quite you. confident in your games tomorrow as well.
1: Thank you very much, sir. Take care. All right, have a good one, John. You, you too. Steph-
2: Stefan is picking his jaw up off the floor right now. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Good, uh, bye Stefan.
2: Bye, Stefan. You were obviously there for that whole course, conversation. Yes.
3: Um, I, I was uh, eating a donut, and I was doing it away from the mic. Yes. Because people have complained about about that, the so. food. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so but for now, how, however long that was, that's I was eating a donut. Now
2: that we've talked to John, it's time to take a peek at the Twitter mailbag. It's letter time. It's letter time.
1: Flood time. It, it, it
4: time. What am I reading?
1: You got mail. What am I reading? Next question.
3: Got some good questions this week. Yeah? Well this one's not really a question. This is from my friend CJ. Uh, and he says, "This isn't a question, but I think NFL players should be the first ones drafted in the event of a large-scale war." Uh, no argument there. Yeah,
2: I think uh, the case that he's presented, which is really no case at all, is as convincing as we need to hear. Yeah. I'm fully on board.
3: Well, I think it's sort of a reference to that classic uh, young conservatives tweet. Yes, uh, which if you don't, I mean, I, I say this often. This is the best tweet of all time. Uh, this is the best tweet of all time. Like, there's, there's. There's no question. Nothing comes close. I'm gonna read it out to you right now. If you haven't seen it, the Young Conservatives are uh, two 60-year-old men um, with awful hairlines, uh, and they basically look like the uh, the you know in the the scene in uh, Alien Resurrection when Ripley goes into like the uh, the experiment room. There's all the, all the failed alien clones. Yes, it'd be like that, but with like the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> That's what they look like. Uh, And they said, uh, this is back in February of 2014, uh, I can't be the only one who thinks that if the troops wanted to, they could put together a football team and dominate the NFL. Uh, And I can't retweet that anymore because they blocked me for some unknown reason. (laughs) Um, But there it is, my favorite tweet of all time.
2: Beautiful. And, uh, you know, they can't be the only ones who think that. I think that now, too. Yeah. And I'd like to tell
3: them that, but they blocked me. So, Young Cons, uh, I know you're listening to the show. Uh, with your hearing aids, you're 85 years old. Um, unblock me, please. Like, you know, just do it. And if you guys are listening to the show, which you are, tell the Young Cons to unblock Stefan. Let's get it done. It's yes. Grassroots Bernie Sanders it style. It worked.
2: John Taffer unblocked you. The Young Cons can unblock yeah. you. Yeah.
3: And then I want them to block me again. <laughs> uh, Weed guy 420 boner asks: Do pros ever keep the little soaps and shit from the hotel? Probably. I keep, like, slippers from the hotel sometimes, <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. As a pro, like, you want as much soap as you can get. Yeah. You're, you're an athlete.
2: You're sweating a lot. Y- you, you know. kind of stink after y- a game. You, as we learned from Marshawn Lynch this week, your earning window is limited. Yeah. Grab as many soaps in, as you can. Grab the fucking soap and get out. So, <laughs> yeah, that answers that. Uh,
3: this is from at Twitter's good boy, and he says, Can you tell guys to stop leaving it all out there on the field? I'm in charge of the field. <laughs> I guess he's tired of cleaning shit up on the field.
2: You know what? I feel like people heard Cameron Reed's criticisms as to why are the questions never funny and they're really stepping up their game this week. Well, we got some week.
3: good ones this week, yeah. Do you have any uh you didn't even ask, did you? No, I didn't ask at all. I got a bunch of good ones. Okay. I mean, you can look through my replies and read some if you
2: Sure, will. I got one right here. It's okay. uh, from Blair W at Ceremonial Stars. She okay. says, "Okay, but I need to hear some commentary about Win Butler on Real Good Show." Uh, and we could talk about that. The NBA Celebrity All-Star Game yep. was last night. He was the MVP. I yes, Win Butler Canada. of our, the Arcade Fire won the MVP award and uh, was asked during the post-game interview if uh, breaking through the defense was at all like breaking out of the suburbs uh, that inspired his hit music, of course. And he said, no, it was nothing like that at all. Yeah, he was not happy about that. <laughs> he was not he was having like, any part of you that You could tell the guy interview.
3: asking it was like, oh, I'm going to make Win Butler laugh and show him that I know his music. And Wynn Butler's like, get the fuck out of here. This is serious. This is the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game post-game press conference.
2: And they cut him off during the ESPN broadcast. Uh, they were talking to him, and he's, he started to uh, say things about, you know, how helping people is important, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, and they were like, <laughs> hang on, here we have a little transcript of it. Uh... Wynn Butler says Thank you I just want to say That it's an election year In the US The US has a lot They can learn from Canada Healthcare Taking care of people And I think And then ESPN's Sage Steele Cuts him off As the bumper music Comes up And she says So we're talking about Celebrities And not politics Congratulations On your MVP award
3: Politics is Hey maybe uh, You guys should be nice to people Healthcare is good <laughs> yeah. Win, Come on now
2: Win. This is basketball Don't suggest that we lose <laughs> Look after anyone. <laughs> this is outrageous. Uh, but his MVP performance uh, was 15 points and 14 rebounds, and I'm proud of him. Yeah, because there you, go. Uh, you know he he uh, is not the kind of guy that you might think. Is going to clean up at the celebrity all star game. That's a big like white guy victory in the sport of basketball. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, because uh, he's,
3: he's he's about as white as it gets.
2: Yeah, and he's he's not uh, you know uh, the Steve Nash type. He doesn't have the white guy body type that you would associate as being the celebrity all star MVP. No, but he does have. The Steve Nash, like, long, slicked-back hair with an outrageous headband. Yeah, which, I close enough. Yeah, right? that's, that's what, like, all you need. That's what powers obviously. you to victory, yeah. really. It's,
3: like, the, the Like Mike. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, similar to Steve. As long as you're
2: wearing the, the Steve Nash headband.
3: Similar. Justin, this question is actually for you. It's okay. from uh, At Loring, and yeah. he asks, can Justin be the announcer for my bar mitzvah?
2: Uh, Where is it? I think I can do that. Well, he didn't say. Okay, well, if he's going to fly me out, then yes, I can. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, can we hear some, uh, I don't know, say Havana or whatever? Sure. <sighs> or just get, be like,
2: oh, lift him up on the chair. What What was the guy's name again?
3: Loring. Well,
2: that's... Loring? Yeah. It's his... I don't know. It says Loring Griggs. And he wants me to be the announcer for his bar mitzvah. I mean, I,
3: this guy looks older than like 13, so okay. I, don't, I think it's like a joke,
2: but... Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the bar mitzvah... Of Loring
3: Griggs. There you go. I just became a man. Hava
2: Nagila. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Would you please rise for the singing of Hava Nagila. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That was my one big regret, actually, last week with, uh, of course, Max Kerman coming on the show. I never got to refer to him as musical guest, (laughs) Max Kerman! (laughs) Well, maybe we
3: can do that for one of our other upcoming guests. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, I'll remember that for next week. (laughs) Uh, Anything else good in the mailbag, Stefan?
3: This is from uh, at Bishnu B, and he asks, is Stefan's book real or an elaborate bit? I honestly can't tell. Uh... Which means it's working. Well, it's real. Yeah, the book is real. Yes, it exists. I have written it. Random House, 2016, spring. Um, I don't have a hard date yet. I mean, yeah. spring is it's several months. And but. because
2: of the you know the nature of the humor in the book, you were originally going to reject the Random House offer because you were holding out for very Random House, exactly,
3: monkey cheese, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, but the book's real. I'm going to be doing some readings of it on the show, and I may actually be doing a live reading of it at some point in the coming months. Uh, And
2: signings, of course, at local community bookstores. Just uh, the indies. We're not going to see you at any chapters chapters or or indigos.
3: Well, that's because they're all shutting down. Yeah. yeah. Or,
2: you know, Barnes and Noble's in the
3: States. Yeah. Did you see Amazon's actually opening a physical bookstore? Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I think Netflix should open a physical video store. (laughs) Yes.
2: I think there's a couple <laughs> empty blockbuster locations that they can take over for sure. Um, I'm
3: just looking at the questions here. I mean, there's some; those were some pretty solid ones. Oh, what's the first thing you would do if the Canucks won the Stanley Cup? Well, uh, John's not here, so uh, yeah. he would cry. I think we would too.
2: But uh, like, yeah, I would cry for yeah. sure. I just wouldn't be able to believe it. Uh, yeah, I think I would, um, if I wasn't there already, which I probably would be, just beeline uh, to Granville. Yeah. Because, like, that's always the best place yeah. to be. Like, whenever Vancouver is happy, Yeah, and it's rare that as a city we're happy.
0: But when, yeah, Granville but is the place are, to be. when
2: we are, Granville is just, like, the perfect spot. Uh, I remember, you know, after the gold medal game, or uh, after BX has scored oh, in overtime. Oh, that was awesome. In overtime, yeah. Uh, game five against the Sharks to send the team to the Stanley Cup final. Very similar atmospheres on that block uh, up and down Granville. You could just go like the entire length of Granville with your arm up and every single person you saw would high five you. Yeah, it was fantastic. And woo and hug you yeah. and everybody was just so happy and full of love and and I can't and, see that happening anytime soon. And smiles yeah. and just like, you know, sweetness for other people, which yeah. is not something you experience very often. Like here. legitimately
3: the only time I could see that happening in Vancouver anytime soon is if um there's like a terrorist attack in Vancouver, and it's, like, a really bad one, and there's, like, kind of one guy who masterminded it, and, like, ten years later, he gets killed by, like, the Canadian version of the Navy SEALs. Yeah. And everyone's, like, stoked on Granville. That's, like, because <laughs> that seems more likely than the Canucks winning the Cup anytime yeah, Probably, so, probably. Yeah. Not that I want that to happen, but I'm just
2: saying. If it did, yeah, Granville would be bumping that night.
3: Yeah, I mean, and if you're planning on doing it, you know, tell us, come on the show. <laughs> We're, we'll gladly have you on.
2: We're looking for some big guests. Yeah,
3: if you're planning a terrorist attack... <laughs> Please come on our show. If you're not planning a terrorist attack, uh, come on the show. If you're planning a terrorist attack, you know, donate some money to Patreon. Um, Obviously, don't, you know, don't put, like, ISIS in the subject line or anything. But,
2: uh, yeah. Or just send us an email. You can do that, too. Yeah. And that would be at realgoodpod. Realgoodpod at gmail.com. Emails don't have ats in front of them. That's Twitter, of course. (laughs) Uh, We do have something that comes to us from the Facebook group. Uh, which you can find on Facebook, of course, if you'd like to join. It's a good place to find Facebook groups. (laughs) Yep, of course. Uh, This one comes to us from Taehoon Kim. It says, This week I was watching a live stream of NPOY, a national contest for photojournalists in Canada. During the sports category, the panel of judges started discussing a photo from a CFL game. One of the judges complimented the photographer on capturing two players jumping in the air to catch the ball, adding that it was impressive considering it was taken at a CFL game. (laughs) I thought of you guys immediately. (laughs) And Taehoon, we appreciate you sharing that with us and uh, allowing us to share it. With the yeah. world. I
3: mean, if you have longer stories to tell us, Facebook's the perfect place to do it. Yeah. um, We love stuff like that. Yeah, so. for sure.
2: And uh, that'll probably do it for the Twitter mailbag. Yeah, that was a
3: pretty solid one, actually. Yeah. Some good questions this week, turn Turned guys. into a Facebook mailbag a I little bit at the end. Yeah, margin. but I don't think anyone actually asked what are sports, or I've just completely like filtered it out. <laughs> You've just vlogged. Yeah, back. I just don't even see it anymore.
2: Oh, well, that means it's time for everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday. One good thing.
1: If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place
4: to live.
2: Well, this is, of course, our cultural recommendation segment. Stefan, what do you like this week?
3: I like uh, the Dreaming Tree six pack of red and white wine plus $50 Ticketmaster gift card. This is available at DreamingTreeWines.com under wine uh, and then gift sets. It's the first one there. It's uh, it's $30 off. Uh, and I'm not sure for how much longer. So it's $109 American. Um, and I mean, it's a great deal. So you get two bottles of. Uh, Dreaming Tree Chardonnay, two bottles of Dreaming Tree Crush Red Blend, which sounds like a soda, and then two bottles of Dreaming Tree Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, and a $50 Ticketmaster gift card, good for use on Ticketmaster.com. You don't have to use it on Dave Matthews' uh, shows. I would recommend it, obviously. Big Matthews head over here. Um, But, yeah, that's my one good thing is Dave Matthews' wine, which
2: is real. He makes wine in the morning. We're That's my second we're good thing. We're contractually obligated yeah. to say that every time we discuss it. So, Dave, please. I feel like we've met the conditions of your request. Please let my
3: family go. I'd actually, my third good thing is that time that the Dave Matthews tour bus released a torrent of shit onto like a bunch of boats off the side of a bridge. Uh, if you haven't heard about that, just look up Dave Matthews Band <laughs> bus. It's
2: the same bridge that John drove his sled yeah, off of. It's a very
3: <laughs> happening bridge. <laughs>
2: uh, I am going to recommend this week a YouTube series very similar to ASMR Tony, uh, except this series is uh, put on by Griffin McElroy of the famous McElroy brothers, who you may know from uh, a much more popular podcast than ours, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh, And Griffin, of course, is also a video game writer for Polygon, and he has a video series right now called Griffin's Amiibo Corner, where he reviews those little Nintendo figurines that they sell called amiibos and uh, they're very expensive yes it is the most delightful uh video thing going on at the moment i love i look forward to the new episodes all the time. Uh, the, the crux of the series is uh, whether he can fit every amiibo inside of his mouth. <laughs> that's, that's the true thing that he's examining. In, in, like at once or one at, so tries, one at a time? each and every okay. episode. One at a time. Yeah, he, he's just testing individually each amiibo to see if it'll fit in his mouth.
1: Hello and welcome to Griffin's Amiibo Corner, I'm Griffin and this is an Amiibo, a delightful new creation from Nintendo that blends both toy and game alike. If plugged into the right games, Amiibos unlock new modes, characters, and features. Today's video will focus on everyone's favorite elf, Zelda. Zelda is the hero of a long-running series of Nintendo games about a brave boy in his fight to kill Ganon, the pig wizard. In every game, he collects pieces of the Triforce, three magic triangles that give him the power to kill Ganon every time. Sometimes he's on a boat, and sometimes he's on a train, but one thing is for sure, and that is with the power of the Triforce, Zelda always gets his man. I'm just kidding, of course, his name is actually Link. Zelda is the name of Link's girlfriend, Princess Zelda. This is the first installment of a new segment of Griffin's Amiibo Corner called Griffin's Goofers. Please let me know in the comments if you like Griffin's Goofers. I try to keep Griffin's Amiibo Corner as informative as possible, but sometimes I just cannot help myself. If it was too distracting from the review, I will never do it again.
2: It's so funny. So do watch those, and uh, we'll post a video of that on our website! Because we have a website yeah, we now. We do. It's a
3: great website.
2: Realgoodshow.com, which is not working from mobile at the moment, apparently. Well, we don't care about that. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we'll have we've yeah, figure that out at some point. You can find it on your computer. It'll work fine there. Uh, or, or your iPad, I guess. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know about that. Yeah. And it if should. John was here, he would recommend a book and not drinking. <laughs> uh,
3: here's the thing. There's this great book about not drinking.
2: It's called the Bible. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: Actually, I do want to say uh, a big shout-out to the Jehovah's Witnesses that knocked on my door at like 10 o'clock this morning. You thought it was me. Yeah, I thought it was you coming over for the show. Uh, <laughs> I could not have been more disappointed.
2: They would have been a better guest, probably, than uh, than, than me. And well, the they,
3: they were like, uh, oh, we'd love to... They shoved this like brochure in my face, and I had to grab it. And uh, they were like, well, we'd love to come back and discuss our ministry with you at some point in the future. And I was like, ah... See you guys. Bye. And just kind of closed the door on them. Um, Which, I don't know. I mean, they're sort of used to that, right? Yeah. They're all going to heaven anyway. Like, what does it matter? Yeah. Why do they want me up there with them? Yeah. doesn't... I answered the door in my pajamas. Like, (laughs) we (laughs) we want this guy up in heaven with us. We need the pajamas. Is heaven that good of a place that you want this fucking... Okay, anyway.
2: Well, you're just... They're inviting everybody to their party, right? It's kind of nice of them. I
3: suppose so, but it doesn't... I don't know. There's a lot of people I don't want to party in heaven with. (laughs)
2: All right. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate is Chris Adam. Our intern is Aaron McKay. Our producer is Jessica Sands. Our guests this week were Jesse Farrar and John Hendren. I'm Justin Morissette.
3: Stefan Heck.
2: John (laughs) Cohen. Be real. Be good. Be real good.
3: Uh, Donuts looking at a donut John's not here I think probably he had some sort of like spider sense he's yeah. in the middle of curling yeah he's about to release the rock and all of a sudden he just heard like donuts and like, <laughs> fucked up his curl so I'm so, sorry I'm sorry so John so if he loses
2: tonight it'll be because of the mental interference yeah. did you
3: like my impression of John? Did? yeah it was good
2: it's like John Cullen it was good what was that? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> wanna ask you, Jesse, because the NHL All Star game did happen in Nashville and was a big deal. It was like the greatest All Star game ever. Did you actually did
4: that wind up like surfacing on your radar in the end? Um well, we were downtown, uh, Mike and I and uh and Adam. Uh (laughs) we were (laughs) downtown and uh while it was oh fucking shit. I guess it was the day before. So they were having like some of the festivities and shit. Yeah. Um so we were across the street from Bridgestone, like, fucking around, and I met uh, I met that guy, George Strombolopolopoulos, whatever his name is. Strombo?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I met
4: Strombo, and he told me to email him, and maybe he'd have a ticket for me, and I was like, oh, shit, that's badass. Um, and then I emailed him, and he emailed me back, so, I, <laughs> so I, guess he didn't, I guess he didn't have just, like, a spare NHL All-Star ticket laying around, which I guess <laughs> is fine. I'm shoving sushi in my mouth. And this man comes in and he's shoving sushi in his mouth.